0: Smooches! We have such a treat today. We are joined by Genevieve, who won our listing in the Romance for Reproductive Justice auction with her incredibly generous donation. She asked us to recap The X talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon, and we love this book. We talk about weaponizing incompetence against misogynists, humiliating ourselves via social media, and how much we love the heroine, even though she has terrible communication skills. Spoilers ahead. Hi, Meg. Hi, Liz. We have the winner of our auction for reproductive justice that was put on by the Meet Cute Bookshop and Fizzery. Hi, Genevieve. Hi, it's nice to see it is so nice to talk to you and you recommended such a great book and oh my gosh we're so excited it Meg told me that it made her cry which very rarely happens and I was like oh okay you just read my book and I asked you if it made you cry and it did it but okay do you want me to lie no I want you to cry
1: (laughs) okay I told you that, though, I was reading your book in public a lot, and I read this one more in the, the comfort of my home, where I felt <laughs> more free to let
2: my eyeballs leak. <laughs> oh, no. I was rereading it for the show, and I was finishing up at, like, a bar near my house, and I was just publicly weeping. I was like, <laughs> There's nothing quite like
1: a bar or restaurant cry like Mm -hmm. when you can scare all of like the service staff (laughs) with your emotional instability (laughs) Uh, i'm not speaking from experience or anything like that
0: (laughs) okay um so genevieve tell us a little bit we we haven't said what book we're reading we're reading the x talk by rachel lynn solomon um tell us a little bit about yourself and why you picked this book and
2: if you want why you wanted to donate to the auction. Hi yes so I'm Genevieve and I am a medical student and awesome. um, I from the whole medical side of things reproductive justice is like super important. I'm mm-hmm. yeah. literally doing OBGYN research this summer and I'm like oh yikes like yeah without access to these services like it's terrible. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, that's why I was like, cool. But also I listened to y'all and I was like, well, you know, I'm comfortable spending a really large amount of money on this. So let's just pull the trigger. (laughs) You dropped some dollars. (laughs) I don't like to lose. That's like my worst personality trait. (laughs) I can respect that. (laughs) Well, I really like the X talk because it's like, it's a fun, like workplace thing. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like after a while you get tired of reading books and it's like the four careers women are allowed to have in media Mm -hmm. you know it's like she works in a magazine or she can cook Mm -hmm. or like or she's a writer and then like or (laughs) uh, like office job miscellaneous Uh yes also they're all they're allowed to do so this one was fun because she like loves work and I am also workaholic so I was like Mm -hmm. yeah this is gonna be great (laughs) yeah That's so funny that
1: I had not really thought about the, the like set, tropes of careers, like the archetypes, but that makes. complete sense to me yeah I am a professional email sender so I guess I would fall into that fourth
0: category (laughs) I hadn't thought about it as much until you just said it but it does feel like professional baker has replaced fashion magazine editor as the rom-com career of choice is it
1: because that makes them more like approachable you think like yeah yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, can't afford $700 Jimmy Choo's, can't afford a three-bedroom apartment in New York, can't afford flour. <laughs> yeah, fair. This was such a good
1: recommendation. I had seen the cover around a couple of times and didn't really know what it was about. I, I mean, I, I kind of, like, figured they were hosting a uh, a radio show together, but I kind of had it in my head that it was a situation like, um, I don't know if you all watch the Netflix Christmas cinematic <laughs> universe like I do, but there's one called, uh, like, it's called Christmas or Christmas Eve at the Magnolia, Mm-mm. and they host a radio show together, and they're like, families have been friends for a long time, they're kind of frenemies, and they end up getting together, so I kind of thought it was that, but it wasn't, mm-hmm.
0: and I really, really enjoyed it. I kind of thought at first that it was going to be that they really were exes mm-hmm. who had to record
2: this. And then you threw in the fake dating trope.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: I'm glad y'all liked it because I, I read it for the first time earlier this year and I don't normally reread like romances because I'm like, I've gotten my hit and now yeah. i still go get something else in the library. But this one, I was like, I'm, <laughs> I gotta do a reread. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you like, Jones and I need something fresh this <laughs>
2: What was it like rereading it? it? It holds up, you know. Yeah. It holds up the sex scenes especially. It holds up. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> <read it> up.
0: <laughs> like we've said, you never know with the illustrated cover what you're going to get, but this one was suitably spicy for me. hmm So, yeah. this book is about Shay Goldenstein, who is a producer for Seattle Public Radio. She's been at the station for ten or eleven years. Meg.
1: Yeah. 10 years. And I was wondering, is this the first book that we've covered that has a Jewish main character? I
0: think so. I think it's the first explicitly Jewish character.
1: Because we had previously looked into doing um, Hanukkah ones and there's kind of a limited selection of Mm -hmm. options
0: out there. So Shay works in public radio, has for a long time. She has a dead dad TM. (laughs) and her dad had this gadget shop and because of that she was always interested in radio he had this great radio voice but he'd never been on the radio but they did a lot of fake radio shows together so she imprinted on that as a career and thought okay well I'm gonna go into the radio and I'm going to be a host but she thinks that she has the wrong voice for it and people Mm -hmm. have made fun of her for it throughout her life except that now as an adult she keeps saying like oh yeah you know you know about my voice you know mm-hmm. I don't have a good voice and everyone was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> So, which I love that she's so like she thinks everyone is thinking about this one thing like guys let's just get it out in the open let's get the elephant in the room and they're like I can relate elephant. to
1: that so yeah. much mm-hmm. it's like the the thing that I fixate on about myself and I'm like sure everyone else is noticing it <laughs> yeah nobody else is
0: so she has been in this producer job has never gotten a chance to host she's good at it she loves it ish but she's kind of you know stagnant she's in a rut mm-hmm. and there's this motherfucker who has been there for four months and he's all like journalism and all like and I, I have, have a master from northwestern <laughs>
1: Oh, you know, Northwestern. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when I went and got my master's, i <laughs> Northwestern. she cannot stand this man. Um, and it doesn't help that he's very attractive. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it more annoying. And, and a little younger. And a little younger. He's a young pup. And she's mm-hmm. an older, experienced woman. <laughs> she's like a, what is she? Is she an elder Gen Z or a young millennial i have to say millennial yeah um, yeah i, I think, think millennial. yeah because he's he's gen z millennial he's a cusp yes which okay. is not a thing in astrology but i think is a thing in the murky generational definitions <laughs> <laughs> so he breaks this big story that the mayor has a secret family And that he's been Mm -hmm. using campaign funding to hide the secret family. And he breaks it on the radio and she's like, okay, great. Like I have this one thing. And then this hot shot comes in and exposes the mayor. Now he's getting all these accolades Mm -hmm. at my job. This is great. This coincides with the station not doing well financially. And there are going to be layoffs, So before they announce layoffs, they kind of give them the opportunity to pitch new ideas. They're like, hey, we need some fresh ideas. What have you got? Well, they're like,
1: don't worry. There's not going to be any layoffs. They don't (laughs)
0: think that they're fighting for their jobs. They just think like, hey, let's like brainstorm. Let's do new stuff.
1: (laughs) And he's like, actually, you all, there are going to be layoffs. (laughs) You are fighting for your jobs right now. Kit sucks.
0: Yeah. ass (laughs) ass <laughs> tell us about him jenny
2: describe
0: him please and get into spoilers
2: heinous misogynist.
1: <laughs> did you <laughs> picture anyone from your real life while you were reading about him because i did
2: <laughs> well i'm a woman in stem of course <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> i'm like ooh, it just it rubs me the wrong way yeah. uh and especially it's like every shitty trope where like she has to take notes in meetings because she has such a yeah. nice in writing. It's like, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That l- thing literally happened to me. So it was like kind of validating actually <laughs> to see that in the book. Cause I was at, I, I we used to work for a software company and I was at a conference and they're like, Oh, Meg, do you mind uh, taking notes? You're just so good at that. I'm like, what? What does that? What does that mean? <laughs> it means they think
2: that you're their secretary. Yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs>
2: exactly. Ooh, my secret superpower is that my handwriting is so bad that they only ever ask me once, and then. <laughs> <laughs> What's that called? What you weaponize incompetence?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> We have to beat the men at their own game. They do that all the time. (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) let's just use that strategy, which is very much what Shay and her friend, is it Amina? Yeah. What -hmm. they do, which they tell each other all the time, what would a mediocre white man do? (laughs) And that's truly how you should live your life. To the point of, I wanted to say that to one of my employees today, but I (laughs) didn't want to get called into hr for being (laughs) racist against white men so yeah
1: because that's a thing
0: yeah so i did it so she pitches this idea before she knows that their jobs are on the line
2: what is the idea two exes who broke up but they stayed friends and they do like a dating podcast Mm -hmm. type deal and uh shay and dom are like uh lol we are not at all exes this is lying and then it's like, well, I'm an asshole. So this is the only way you get to keep your job, y'all.
1: And we can fire Ruthie, your producer. Like, oh, so you can have someone else that's not either of you get fired, which adds to the guilt. <laughs> or you can just do this like a little lying thing.
0: Yeah, he tells them you've got until Friday to decide. And if you decide on Friday that you don't want this, I'll help you with recommendations and you can start polishing your resume because you're out of here. Mm-hmm. real dick move and i feel like we should mention that
1: shay kind of impulsively throws this idea out mm-hmm. into the brainstorming session um not really thinking that anything will come of it but needing to say something so that yeah. dom doesn't get like the glory mm-hmm. and also because she's had a kind of an unsuccessful dating life mm-hmm. recently
0: Her whole thing is that she says, I love you too fast and dudes immediately pull away. Yeah. But she was thinking that they'd hire like two other people to host this, Mm -hmm. not that it would be anything with her. Right. So she has to persuade him to, have I even said his name? Dominic? Mm. Dominic Young? (laughs) His name is Dominic Young, not (laughs) Dominic. Not Tom, although Ken calls him that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm um, hey, really My best professional face forward for this. <laughs> um, so they meet, they have dinner, they go to a cool Korean place and they talk about what their backstory is, how long they were together. Could only be like three months because he just recently came back to Seattle. Why they broke up, how they managed to still be friends. And they do the show and it takes off it's not like top of the charts takes off right away but it Mm -hmm. does immediately get an audience and get twitter reactions and lots of people are like oh we're shipping you you two should get back together because Mm -hmm. they have this incredible banter Mm
1: -hmm. Liz did it make you feel at all self-conscious of that our podcast hasn't immediately exploded within like two weeks of starting like theirs did.
0: well we <laughs> don't i don't know how npr works but they have like npr behind them right so they yeah. have like fudge drives and infrastructure and studio and we're just two bitches in our offices <laughs> with
1: microphones from target that, like after a couple weeks they were like charting on apple yeah so i'm like
0: bitch
1: Good for you <laughs> Anyway, sorry. <laughs>
0: so, so yes, and they get invited to PodCon. Is PodCon real?
2: It is. I Googled it. it is okay. Real but I have never cool. contemplated going or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how big a deal it is. <laughs> it seems like
0: a big deal in the world of the book.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: We've read a lot of books with conventions. Yes. We recently, have. which is weird considering like they are not a thing right now, or they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah well they're coming back right? they are coming they- back <laughs> so it takes a few episodes before they really start to acknowledge their attraction to each other and what's weird is that after they've had this big drunken kiss is when their boss is like People aren't buying that you two are in a relationship. I need to send you away to a <laughs> secluded location and yeah. you two
2: bond. It's like, oh, okay. Well, didn't a guy call them out on the radio and he was like, yes. actually, y'all are faking it. Yeah. And they just totally like, Shay just totally froze and I like, couldn't even. Okay.
1: Because he, he was like, there is nary a photo on social media of yeah. the two you together. And there's a damning tweet about you swiping while you're sitting on the toilet. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I would also freeze, I think. Like, everything would clench.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we haven't said what Dominic's tragedy, his baggage is, is mm. that he was in a long-term relationship with someone who was in a serious accident and he helped nurse her back to health. And then after she got better, she broke up with him. And he knows that her being under his care doesn't mean that she owes him anything, right. but he does feel like he thought they were in it for the long haul. Yeah. And this he just- felt kind of blindsided. Yeah. It mm-hmm. wasn't what he expected at all. So he's got a lot of trauma about that relationship and how it ended. And that was
1: like his first and only like mm-hmm. real relationship.
0: He's only been in one hole. Um, no, you don't know that exactly. He said that. He said that that was the only one he'd slept with. Yeah, but that doesn't mean. Never mind. Okay, he's only been in the hole or holes of one person. Is that
2: is that better? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying really like that about this book because i love obviously reading books where the guy is a capital r rake whatever (laughs) been with all these women but it's nice that he's like yeah i just been with one and sex is really special to me and i'm like Mm -hmm. yes i (laughs) love that about her
0: they decide that they are going to go public at podcon with their relationship they're not even going to tell ken um and because people still think that their relationship that they're exes and that it was a real thing is going to be like oh we got back together because all the backstory is still fake mm-hmm. but the station outed them because of reasons can someone explain it to me um
1: so they were feeling so apparently they the board actually knew that's how I understood it is that yeah. how you understood it Genevieve That the board knew they weren't actually exes, I
2: I didn't know if the board knew or not.
1: Okay, just crazy.
2: But I think the whole idea was like the board was like, regardless, this is too salacious for public radio, whatever that means, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because of the aforementioned holes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But they didn't talk about any of that. They had to turn down the sex toy sponsorship.
2: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Just cut the corn (laughs) (laughs) shoes. but no I had to skip that scene I was like it's gonna make me anxious I just had to like skim like four pages and not even read it that's horrible
1: so he he had promised to be there like b- backstage before they went out to do this live because Dominic had like stage fright about mm-hmm. it and I mean they're both kind of nervous about it <clears throat> he wasn't there suspiciously classic Kent and then It turns out that like simultaneous to the start of them recording this live session, the station had tweeted out and was like, yeah, actually, they were lying. Sorry about that. And it's because they were going to have to drop the show. And Kent was worried that they would get picked up by someone else and leave the station. And he's a selfish bastard. So he was Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to tank their career so they can only work for me.
0: Which is horrific.
3: Yeah,
1: especially
0: considering he bullied them into this to begin with so he bullied them into it Mm -hmm. and now he's forcing them to stay there yep uh Genevieve rips him a new asshole it's (laughs) glorious I listened to that part on audio because I went back and forth with paperback and the audio actor did an incredible job of capturing the rage really yes so if you can listen on audio it's particularly for that scene, I recommend it. Uh, She quits, Slash gets fired. He's like, oh yeah,
1: you and Ruthie can do a cage match style fight over a part-time position if you Mm -hmm. want.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And he's going to keep Dominic on as a researcher. So Genevieve's like, no, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Literally this whole thing, it's just like, gross sexism soup. I was like, yeah, Dominic's only been working there for a couple months, but he gets the job and she's gonna, she's worked there for 10 years, but somehow he's gonna make her fight for it. And they sabotaged them for like, what feels to me is just like no reason just a shitty bad selfish reason. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Like, like, first of all, fuck you. And second of all, (laughs) fuck
1: you.
0: I think (laughs) it's (laughs) so telling that the consequences were much more severe for her Mm -hmm. From beginning to end. I mean, Dominic did not back her up on stage because he got stage fright. So this whole relationship confession followed by people calling them out for lying. She was just left adrift on stage being like, back me up, Dominic. And he just says nothing. Mm -hmm. And then she is given crumbs as a severance Mm -hmm. consolation prize. And she's punished so much for the lie considering the fact that she wasn't a journalist the way that Dominic was Mm -hmm. like with bylines doing reporting talking to sources she was an audio jock right she was like on the on the
1: producing end whereas his whole thing was that he wanted to be like a capital j journalist yeah so it seems like it would be more more damning for him like if you look at other like news personalities that we've seen in, in the last handful of years that have been c- canceled. What I hate that, mm-hmm. but whatever, for for lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for Brian Williams thing. is
0: working again. Right. Oh, is he really? Yeah, f- he's been for years.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, can't that's another just piece of evidence that canceling is fake.
0: Dominic knows that he messed up. He's blowing her up via text message. She's ignoring him. And then sometime later there is the pledge drive <laughs> and at the pledge drive, Dominic gets on the radio and he starts talking about how he actually fell in love with her and he really messed things up and he's so sorry. And she calls into the station and they have this conversation and she's like, I'm, I'm coming to the station. They go, they talk in the station and they have this amazing moment where Dominic is like, I fucking quit, by the way. <laughs> and she says, yeah, fuck you, Ken." <laughs> and they go off. And the ending kind of bummed me out a little bit. Because yes, they started this new podcast. And I'm sure it's going to be successful. But she's still unemployed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's doing what? Now I can't remember. He's doing so- something hold on
1: yeah he has he has a job job Hmm. and she's still looking but it's supposed to be good though because she's like actually evaluating for the first time Mm -hmm. the direction of her career instead of just kind of stagnating
2: it's also but I feel like as a type a workaholic type person I feel like low-key my life would fall apart of like, I feel like it would be devastating in a way that a podcast would not fix. <laughs>
0: I, yeah. can, I can confirm that it is devastating
3: uh-huh.
0: um, because I did at one point get bought out by a company when they were laying people off and it was take this opportunity that's going to involve a lot more travel and it's just going to be wildly inconvenient and it's gonna add up to a pay cut when all is said and done or we can give you a severance of however much and then you have a month here and then you can find another job in a terrible job market for journalists and that's what I did and it took me six months to find something Damn, tough it was rough and a podcast would not have fixed it (laughs) (laughs) there's also um a backstory about her mom, who is remarrying. This, uh, they're both in the symphony. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they're both violinists, and they have this beautiful love story. And they talk about grief in the podcast. Mm-hmm. They guest star on an episode. Her friend, her best friend, says something really shitty to her because she gets a job in Virginia, and she just keeps talking about like, oh, I can't wait to leave Seattle. Seattle, this Seattle, that Seattle, is so expensive. I've looked at rent in Virginia like Mm -hmm. in the DC area and it is not cheap I can't imagine (laughs) that it's
2: much better than Seattle also like I am originally like from a smaller town and everyone was always like I can't wait to get out of here and go somewhere like New York or LA or Seattle or something and it's like you will it's almost like I can't imagine wanting to get out of the place where everyone else is running too you know what i mean -hmm. i mean like so shitty and bad here in seattle yeah
1: Yeah, you raise a very valid point i don't know i want to know what you all think about that the the like black moment and their friendship i had a really hard time being like yeah it's it's fine you guys can be friends again because that was
0: like going for the throat Mm -hmm. i felt So she says that she turned down her dream job years ago because she felt, Amina, felt that she needed to stay and take care of Shay because Shay was so fragile and broken after her dad died. And Shay just said, that was four years before. My dad had been dead for four years. You didn't have to stay for me. and Yeah, or like, tell me at all. Don't
1: just like unilaterally make this decision and then resent me for it. Yeah. Their communication
0: as friends kind of sucks. Yeah, I <laughs> I would have been done with her at that the point, The paint honestly. and sips are not working. No.
2: <laughs> oh, <God>. <sighs> <sighs> okay, Genevieve, what did you love about this book? Ooh, okay. I loved multiple things. I think the first thing that I loved was like, we talked about how Dominic is very like kind and sweet and sort of like intimate. And I love those things. Plus the sex scenes, mwah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> they were so good and I liked that they um talked about like protection and contraception and stuff in the mm-hmm. Sections, mm-hmm. which is always like great for me it takes me out of it whenever I'm reading a book and they don't even mention it and I'm like you didn't- me too did you, yes. Ranger, did you? like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we talk about that all the time and yeah like- we do
2: some people are like, oh, don't just
0: forget about it. I'm like, I can't. I can't <laughs> forget about it. Genevieve, are you familiar with the Wombland saga on TikTok? I, I am
2: tangentially familiar, but I, I don't stray into all the details. Of okay, that. yeah, you don't need to. But whenever no.
0: people talk about raw jogging a stranger, that's immediately what I think about. I mean, like, <laughs> not to shame people's decisions, but maybe don't. <laughs> maybe don't. <laughs>
2: Literally, as a healthcare worker, I'm like, please, you're going to get trichomonas or something.
0: (laughs) What is it that people say on the internet now? Like, that man's going to fuck up your pH.
3: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. much.
2: (laughs) How about you, Meg? Oh, did you have something else, Genevieve? No, I might, I might get around to it, but I think those are my mans. And I like, like I said, that it was like a fun little look into like podcasting and radio because like y'all do this all the time, but I've never done anything like
0: this It's thing. very different from what we do though.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. it was interesting to see that too.
1: Yeah. It was fun. Like as a regular NPR listener, it was kind of fun to, to see that world portrayed in this book. I mean, their repartee is very good. And I actually Mm -hmm. really liked the little, um, almost like an epistolary thing where it was like the transcripts Mm -hmm. that were stuck in. I thought that was kind of fun.
0: Um, I've seen books by Olivia Dade and Alexis Daria Mm -hmm. do that really well, where they bring in a different type of text as Mm -hmm. an interstitial.
1: Getting to know their families of origin too was like very interesting to me. And this will probably come into- the like specific oh should I talk about the specific scene that I was like very
0: into yeah go for it
1: so when they're having so that they've had the dinner they've agreed to to do this this little lie thing (laughs) and so they're having a night at the office having a few beers getting their story straight and there's like the break room like the kitchen room scene in the office where um He's like, I don't know if she's up against the wall or up against the refrigerator. And he's got his like arm up above, and he says something sort of suggestive. And she's like, Am I am, is, do I have like a horny brain right now? Like, am I <laughs> misreading the situation? Like, ooh, I'm getting the pants feelings. And he probably doesn't feel that at all. So I'm just, I, I just loved that scene, like the tension there, and her being like, <sighs>
0: <laughs> okay mm-hmm. it's all fine <laughs> he was he was definitely a secretly very hot sexy man <laughs> who was How se- secret
1: though I mean like
0: because I think that he comes off as just very buttoned up mm-hmm. and very arrogant and then he says these things like you know my raw sex prowess <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he says them in a way that is so endearing and sexy. And I loved that. I loved the relationship with her mom and her mom's fiance and the fact that she was the one who proposed to him. Mm-hmm. Yes, Here. And I think my favorite thing was the way that Genevieve and to a lesser extent, Dominic Genevieve is now the main character.
2: <laughs> Self-insert, your name here. I'm so sorry. You have a great name. That's like a romance heroine name. So It is.
0: Okay, so the way that Shay was portrayed as she gets home, she turns on all the lights, she blasts podcasts, she's very nervous about being home alone. Yes, Meg? I
1: forgot about Steve Rogers. Golden uh, Steve. <laughs> You're
0: saving him for me. <laughs> I love him so much. She adopts this dog because she's like, you know what? Now I'm going to like cha- make changes to my life. which made it extra like messed up that Amina was telling her, mm-hmm. you haven't changed anything about your life because she's been making all these changes. Mm-hmm. She adopts a dog from the shelter. He is a chihuahua who is very standoffish and has this adorable little underbite and has been returned a few times <laughs> oh, i missed that part and yeah. she immediately falls in love with him and takes him home names him steve rogers who dominic later says the furriest avenger <laughs> <laughs> and he immediately shits everywhere throws up runs around jumps into her bed
1: sleeping in the guest room
0: yeah jumps into her bed and growls at her when she tries to approach <laughs> um and and then i love that immediately after dominic meets the dog the dog
2: loves him more on him, him loves him more
0: <laughs> is so well behaved. Like, i i i was there from day one, I suffered with you. I raised you. You suckled at my breast. <laughs> this is how you repay me.
1: I feel like there's a reason that you identify with that so strongly, Liz.
0: I did not ask to be attacked this way on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, my my dog Lola is definitely a daddy's girl. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like savage how clear
1: she is about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but sometimes, no, sometimes she's so affectionate with me. And it seems like when he gets home, she has to pretend. Like she wants to come up to me, but she's looking at him like, is this cool? Can I, can I interact with it?" (laughs) but you also know meg because you have been on the receiving end of lola's rejection yeah it hurts after she's previously been all over you
1: yeah (laughs) it's it feels like a slap of betrayal Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) do you have any pets genevieve i live in a 300 square foot apartment so no they would be sad (laughs) Mm -hmm me me and my boyfriend talk about it a lot because we were doing long distance and I was like one day three years from now we're getting a dog we're getting a golden it's gonna love us he's like fine yes
0: I like that plan yeah. ahead for the dog that you want yeah plan <laughs> ahead for all of
1: the piss and shit and vomit that you have
0: to <laughs> <out>. <laughs> never surface.
1: it brings you so much joy <laughs> There's a part where like she first brings Steve home and she's like listing all of the terror that he has wreaked upon her home. And like one of the things is that he peed on her coffee table. And I'm like, <laughs> ow, how? <laughs> Did he like just leap up onto it? Because in my experience, they like to go on an absorbent surface to do maximum damage when they are going to.
0: <laughs> when we brought house. my dog home for the first time, like seven years ago, um, she jumped into the crate that we had set up for her and peed. And, like, we'd <laughs> stop multiple times when we were driving home to try to get her to pee, and she would not do it. As soon as we get back, she pees on her new bed.
3: <laughs> oh. It was where she felt safe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, can you imagine trying to, like, pee in public in front of a couple strangers and they have, like, a rope no, tire? No, I
3: cannot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, Meg! <laughs>
1: I'm just saying that would be high pressure. That sounds like when you put it that way.
2: (laughs) You want
0: kinky, I want kidnapped. (laughs) Sometimes it's both
2: though. Did you have a favorite scene, Genevieve? I don't know. I liked I liked the the scene in the cabin when or no, it was at the mountain, and they climbed to the top of the mountain, and Dominic is like, Shay, you climbed a mountain, like, you're hosting this podcast, you're fucking beautiful, and I was like,
3: Mm-mm.
2: and they do this oh, and the selfie. Pledge, the pledge drive is, oh, I was weeping, weeping publicly. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, my last thing is, uh I agree with Dominic about cold food. I will eat cold anything out of the fridge. I'll eat cold Thai food. I'll eat cold corn dogs I'll eat anything <laughs> cold before I heat it up it drives my boyfriend insane but it is the correct way <laughs> to eat <laughs> leftovers I only eat cold Thai food
1: everything else I warm up the the idea he mentions eating lasagna cold and I'm like I don't know that's a tough hang for me but also like I know that there are things that are not good microwaved and I know that I should just like heat them up in the oven but it takes so long so then I'm just like yeah I'll just eat it cold
0: (laughs) (laughs) it might be difficult because of how much we all love this book but did you have any grievances
2: Shay's communication is ass she is an adult (laughs) but she does not know how to talk to anyone in her life about anything Mm -mm. that is very true yeah, it's so her crazy
1: mom her best friend her co-workers
2: <laughs> like even with Dominic after he goes and tells her like I've only ever had sex with one other person like this is really special to me she's like he probably wants to keep it casual that definitely seems where this is going It's mm-hmm. <laughs> like, girl what what if I was there I'd be like shut up no stop it yeah <laughs> She
1: should be like, what I'm hearing is that you want to keep it casual when you yeah. said that you only do really intimate stuff.
0: So, <laughs> okay. oh Shay. Uh, That's one of mine too, for sure. Yeah. How about you, Meg?
1: Well, I mean, I already aired my grievance about how it made me feel insecure about <laughs> podcast success. Um, <clears throat> okay. This is probably about to be controversial. <laughs> I don't know that the grovel was enough for me. I know that he went and was like doing this public thing and doing it on you know the broadcast when they're doing the pledge drive but like I would have a very hard time like forgiving from being on that stage being like we're together right right? And he just like fucking runs off to the side and then clearly says he's going to keep working at the station that just like fucked me.
0: Mm-hmm. So and he I- was using the resources of that station, fundraising for that station Yeah, during his gravel. Yeah. So I was I
1: was touched by it. I liked that it was again like radio bringing them together and I liked the sort of like when Harry met Kelly like running to the person once you realize you want to be with them thing. I just, I wanted more grovel. <laughs> I know that, so once he tunes in, he's on like hour two of it. So like, maybe I should be like, that's sufficient because he's on hour two of public groveling. Well, we didn't see it. That Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's That's my main grievance. And I think that's just because I tend to hold a grudge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree with both of you. For me, I am a, dual plv girly okay Mm -hmm. and i really wanted to see inside of dominic's head Mm -hmm. and in some ways it adds to the tension because shay's communication is ass, (laughs) and she makes these assumptions like when he says i'm actually interested in someone to someone else Mm -hmm. and she's like oh yeah, I've misread this. Maybe he's dating someone. It's like, he made out with you last night. You don't think that it's possible that you're the one he's referring to? Like, that didn't even cross your mind? Like, you could just, like, all? ask. Like, oh, who are you interested in? Like, I am, I am deeply insecure, and was at the time that I was dating, and I still would think, me? Is he about me? He's talking about me, isn't he? No, he's not talking about me, but maybe. <laughs> so... Yeah, I I wanted to see some of Dominic because I think it might have helped to see just how intensely wrong Shay was.
1: Mhm. And have more insight into like how terrifying his like stage fright experiences mm-hmm. cuz then that might make me feel a little bit more like compassionate about yeah.
0: him running <laughs> off. Cuz it only happened at the beginning and at the end. So <clears throat>
1: Yeah, and he, but he mentions it as far as he had like an experience in high school, I think. Mm. Wasn't he in a play? I think. Yeah, so yes. we get
0: some backstory. How about your honorable sizzle? Any secondary characters that stole the show that you want to see more of other than Steve Rogers?
2: <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> the mom. Mm-hmm. I, I thought one. her and Phil could get their whole other book honestly mm-hmm. I would love that <laughs> so
3: much
1: they sat next to each other for 25 was it 25 years or something yeah I when feel like on the episode of the, of the podcast it's so good
0: yeah I feel like I would want to see a story with them that was like a time jumping this is us see thing where we see both of their previous relationships and then the two of them falling in love and where they are now Mm -hmm.
2: just no no
0: angst between the two of them just the angst of having lost their partners and then they find their way just bittersweet joyful ending all around no problems for them ever they're happy forever
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is true. I know in romance books, they have to break up at the end. That's like the rule, but I always count how many pages it is. And if it's more than 20, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like if there's more than 20 after the breakup. Yeah. Until they get back together. I'm like, I I'm going to skim this because I was, oh. a lot of times it'll be 10. It'll be 15. I can do 15, 20 plus. <laughs> <laughs> You're <a> romance novel. <laughs> We don't come here for heartbreak. I'm an agent of chaos and I'll read the epilogue the moment stuff gets dicey. Like the moment <laughs> it's like, oh, just happening. I'll just go and be like, oh no, they end up. Cool, cool. That's what I told Eve I did with
0: her end of the world book. I was yeah. like, I just need to, I'm very nervous right now. I need
1: to know if the world ends. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do, like, I don't normally flip ahead to... Like the very end Mm -hmm. but if i'm like getting really stressed out in a situation i'll like skim over until at least that immediate tension is resolved i'm like okay i'll go back and reread this (laughs) and enjoy it now
0: um do we skip our worst half we did okay um it's dominic (laughs) (laughs) does anyone disagree (sighs) it's tough though is
1: it okay (laughs) So I would have immediately said Dominic because yeah, the, the PodCon thing is bad, Mm -hmm. but Genevieve's right. Her communication is ass. (laughs) It's so So bad. bad. And like, really, I feel that most of the, so yeah, he's kind of douchey when they're working together in the, in the beginning, but most of the animosity I I feel like is coming from her.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And which I totally get like as a people pleaser overachiever like her going from being the young hot shot that gets the praise Mm -hmm. to now having been there for a little bit and now he comes in and he's getting the praise like I would also feel resentful about that because that's who I am but (laughs) like it really seems like she set the stage for them to have a bad relationship in the beginning
2: yeah. And when she breaks up with them for the first time, it's like right after she meets his parents. And she's just like, Oh my gosh, I forgot any about that. And really, she's just like, I can't do this. It's over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then
0: she's just like, Sorry, I freaked out. I can I can do it now. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, it got too real or something. <laughs> Which then just shows, like, so you knew how he felt about you and that he was serious and Your whole like, oh, he wants to keep it casual thing. You were just lying. Yes,
1: thank you for bringing that up, Jackie. Because I totally forgot about the first breakup. And he's just like so, he's in the car and
0: he's like, can't we talk about this? She's just like, no. (laughs) And then he shows up to work and he's got like wrinkles in his shirt.
2: (gasps) (laughs) He is disheveled. (laughs) <laughs> i feel like if i was back when i was dating if i had dated a guy and i brought him to meet my parents and immediately after he was like oh i'm gonna dip for no reason me and my girlfriends would be writing his name in the burn book like that really <laughs> would not be coming back from that yeah <laughs> yeah totally so so is she your worst half i feel like she's mine but i, I don't want to go against the popular opinion i'm i'm suggestible but no we, <laughs> we love a contrarian opinion we do
0: yeah, Dominic I think- was
2: an asshole. I cannot, I cannot stand an overeducated asshole. But <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I have to agree with you on
3: Shay
1: because I, I do believe that Dominic will make it right. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't you
0: think so, Liz? Like that was a bad thing,
1: but I I think this is another
0: reason why I feel like getting chapters from him would have been so valuable because even the stuff that you're saying about him being an overeducated asshole, I want to know the motivations between him being so ambitious because he touches on it a little bit Mm -hmm. like about his siblings always doing things better than he did. Right. Um, And there might be a model minority thing in there that Mm -hmm. doesn't really get explored that I would have liked to see. Yeah. And, and and we just don't know. We just have to take it fully through Shay's dumbass lens. <laughs> Cuz she has no idea what's going
1: on. She's a dumbass but I still love her. I do love her. I want everything good for her. And I really loved her millennial friendly pop culture references. Mhm. <laughs> it was just such a light so I, I don't want to her... just shit on her too much but <laughs> she is still my
0: yeah I love her reactions that she has when she says something embarrassing and she's like this is, this is something absolutely tragic occurs like when she accidentally <laughs> likes a very old photo of him and his girlfriend yeah, have, I, have, oh, have yeah. either
2: of you ever done that yes it is exactly that embarrassing
1: <laughs> yeah doesn't she say like and then tragedy strikes yeah.
2: <laughs> I thought that
0: was hilarious too. Yeah. I don't think I've done it, but I've definitely done some embarrassing shit on social media. I have done that on Instagram,
1: like, but gone way, way (laughs) down on their profile. But I feel like with especially with instagram i'm not on facebook as much so i don't know but like i could just like unlike it really quick so unless they were like actively looking at it at that moment i i feel like it goes
3: under
0: the radar but (laughs) i guess i don't know i love that he calls her on it later yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) he was like oh when you were facebook stalking me (laughs) This is utterly humiliating, but I will tell y'all. Um, in middle school, I had like a childhood man bully who I hated. And so yeah. I made a list on Twitter uh, a long time ago and I added him to it. And I, the list was named asshole. And I found out years later that people can see when you add them to a list. <laughs> I was like, I just want to melt into to the ground. <laughs>
0: But maybe he needed to be told. He <laughs> <laughs> might have just provided a growth opportunity. <laughs> <sighs> I
1: was a bully, so I'm not sad for him. Yeah.
3: I've
0: never made lists on Twitter, but I have seen some people say that if they see that they are added to a list, they will immediately block the person who added them to a list because they think that it's like a targeted harassment op. Oh, so okay. Mm. It's kind of like the first time you realize that when you send a text to multiple people, they all see it. Like back before (laughs) group texts were so, so normalized that like you just know everyone can see everything. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I feel like many a scoundrel got caught in something shady that way. Yeah, <laughs> the bulk text.
2: I had a friend who would like stuff on Pinterest, like wedding stuff, and it would post to her Facebook and she had no idea. So we were like, did you mean to post all of this shit? On no. Facebook? <laughs> and she was not even in a relationship. She was just posting wedding stuff so that her grandma and everyone could see it.
0: <laughs> this is what she was doing in her like, Chill a relaxed time. Like, I'm just going to fantasize about my wedding, even though I don't have a partner. And you're doing it. It's like, it's like everyone see your internet browser history. I oh, would die. die. <laughs>
1: That's like, so I guess Instagram isn't this way anymore, but like you used to be able to see what other people were liking and following. Mm-hmm. Do you all remember this? Yes. And so there were times where I'm like, of course, I like scoured that page on the regular. <laughs> you I know I wonder what of mine like popped up there but I would be like ooh does this person
2: know that I-, I can see that they liked this like filthy thing <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I just like feed on that <laughs> but I like this is not part of grievances or this is out of order but I I like the tweets because literally the first thing I do after like watching The Bachelorette or whatever is like go to Twitter and I'm like what did everybody think y'all <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about the
1: tweets being included that was a nice touch and i like that there was a mix of
0: fans and people who are in (laughs) vitriol one star (laughs) fair warning that there is a trigger hex on our apple podcast (laughs) reviews where if you rate us one star person who rated us one star (laughs) You will be hexed automatically? You will be hexed automatically. I'm not going to tell you what the hex does. No, there's no hex on our reviews. But do you want to try it? Is it worth the risk? Is it worth the risk? You could just see their five star or go. No. Live your life. Don't bring down our rating. But...
1: <laughs> um, okay. okay so i i think i interrupted when we're talking about honorable sizzle to go back to work half. So did you all both say yours i can't remember
0: i think we were all on board with the mom and
1: oh i have a different one. Oh, what's yours okay so you're gonna have to remind me this is horrible but remind me of her name that was the host of puget sounds Paloma, Paloma, because I was thinking Paula and I'm like, Paula's not right. I want to know more about Paloma. Mm-hmm. I want to know, I want to be following along in her early days of radio when Kent's like being a bastard and hitting mm-hmm. on her, but she's like, you know, finding her lover. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> liked her. I didn't like her, love her in the beginning, but then when they sort of reunite toward the end of the book and she gets her advice and like mm-hmm. this sort of knowing look about how Kent is just a dick. Mm-hmm. I liked that when they got lunch.
0: I believe she calls him a fucknut.
1: A fucknut. Okay, (laughs) my mistake. (laughs) This is (laughs) the medical term, as you know.
0: Great. I'm surprised that none of us picked Ruthie. Do we feel like she was underused? Because I feel like she was underused. Agreed. Yeah, I kind of wish that we
1: had more of her, like dating stuff, prior to like the very (laughs) end there when they're driving her to the station yeah like she she kind of mentions that i think when they go out to get drinks after work mm-hmm. one time
0: but i'd like yeah that she talks a little bit about the assumption that as an asian woman she will date other asian people and she mentions dating men and women mm-hmm. so i would have liked to see more <clears throat> of her yeah cool this
2: book could use more gay shit yes! <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't have enough <laughs>
0: is there ever enough there's
2: never enough
0: shit. there was like a good amount of not background diversity but like the secondary characters were all very diverse there were true. immigrants there were all sorts of ethnicities and sexualities and lots of different types of people yeah yeah sure. but i wanted true.
2: more of them too mm-hmm. do you have any fan cast genevieve i did i did some research i was googling and i like i tried to do it accurate so shay the actress of the placer, was actually jewish and the guy that i got for dominic was actually korean or just do extra but i did it anyway so
1: I <laughs> are time put... machines involved no
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> no time machines uh, i put a shay i put allison brie <gasps> that's Ooh. who i picked no really yes. <laughs> i love that <laughs> and for dominic y'all watched the 100 right I do. I Did. put Christopher Larkin, the guy that plays uh, Monty Green, but oh, no his Monty bang, was I such didn't... a cutie. Wait, wait, wait! I need, I need to ask you: Were you a ballard shipper? I have never seen the One Hundred, but I wait. It. Oh, you've my never mom, seen it? Okay, okay. My mom has watched it, and okay. I have not gotten around yet.
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe skip the
2: last season. Fair enough. Is yeah. it
1: satisfying though if you just stop before the last season? Because I've been seeing it promoted on, on when I log in on Netflix and I've been wondering.
0: Yeah, I think that you could you could stop it in the last season and it's fine. Okay.
1: The second to right.
0: last season,
2: watch to the end of that and you're good. That's a full satisfied <laughs> arc. Yeah, I don't remember if it's by CW, but it gives me CW vibes. So mm. it's on my list of stuff to do. Yeah,
0: it's on the CW watch it before the network
2: disappears (laughs) (laughs) there's no way they would just there's no way it would dissolve into the ether they gotta have seasons of it somewhere yeah I mean it's on Netflix right
0: now I don't know because they're canceling everything I don't know what things are going to be like in the future like if they'll still be around on streaming or if the network's gonna go kaput is that a thing that is happening yeah I think that they've lost like they've never been profitable at all ever and <laughs> they just I like the just, radio station <laughs> yeah and they've just they've canceled everything which is wild considering Supernatural was on for like 15 years yeah I'm I sure the Riverdale watched the last season honestly <laughs> I'm sure the Riverdale kids are like happy to finally be delivered from their <laughs> torment <laughs> <They're> free <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious did
2: you have any other fan cast yes as the mom I put Nicole Kidman in a red wig Ooh, perfect it would be yes. good and then for Kent I put Tom Selleck because I think that he has a good voice but I also think he could do like a hate crime
3: mm.
2: <laughs> not actually not Tom Selleck actually but he has the face for it you know yeah so <laughs> that was me and I'm sorry but <laughs> no 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 that just made me think of someone for Ken.
0: And okay. but those are my
2: main ones. The other people are like bit players and stuff. And those are, those so,
0: are
1: I was just talking about Tom Selleck with Mr. Meg the other day because he's one of like the few men that I'm like, yes, mustache. Sure. <laughs> am I the only am I the only one who feels that way? <laughs> okay.
0: Yep, there's yeah, silence. Okay. <laughs> mustaches without the beard it's not for me so there's Even, no one
1: there's no one that you like let me mustache.
0: tell you recently chris evans has mm. been seen with a mustache in an upcoming movie and yes. all the usual suspects andy and all his fans are like yes mustaches it, it's doing it for me and i was like mm, it makes him much less attractive to me hmm so i don't know all right Teach you sure own. you want to say any of your bit player ones
2: me yeah oh um did, did you guys watch heroes back in the day yes yeah so for phil i put jimmy jean lewis he was the haitian on heroes but he's older oh now. that's a good one and mm. that's what i thought and then um for um amina i put a brielle she's on ap bio oh okay yeah
1: i've seen that. i've seen bits of that show yes
2: and that was about what I did. But I, I feel like the top two I feel really confident in, and Tom Selleck's casting is Kent. Those are like my, the ones I'm proud of. <laughs> Those are really good. Yeah, and now totally I'm solid. thinking,
0: like, what has Jimmy Jean Lewis been in? Anything recently? Because I feel like he needs to be in more stuff. Hmm. He's in The Gray Man, which I think is that movie maybe with Chris Evans and the mustache. Yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> full circle <laughs> it's the <a> simulation
1: <laughs> Meg. okay so like i said i had for shay i had allison Bree. i love her i think she can do the like being a little bit uptight and competitive at the radio station bit while still being like really funny mm-hmm. um and then well, i had one of the riverdale kids <laughs>
0: I have one of the Riverdale kids.
1: Is it Charles Melton? It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <really> <laughs> so, like, you know, she's. I looked at the ages of the actors to mm-hmm. see if a time machine was necessary. I don't think so because she's she's thirty nine and he's thirty one, and I. I know that like it's a thing in the book the age difference between them. But I, I feel like we see pairings like that where the the male half of the pairing is that much older with some regularity and it's like not really commented on. So mm-hmm. there is an age difference in those actors, but I don't know if it like necessarily has to be a big thing.
0: Their age difference isn't a big thing. I think it's just, we talked about this with one of, with the begin again again, that we wasn't, weren't sure like why, the character was so upset about how much older she was and how she was an old lady. Like, you're not even 30.
1: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I guess I can see where she's coming from a little bit just because I have a five-year age gap with my brother. And it feels like we're almost in different, we might even be in different generations. And so like a lot of the references that I would be making, he doesn't get. So I can understand like a little bit of self consciousness about an age gap.
0: So I also had Charles Melton, and I could just picture him with his cheekbones, like holding up his beanie baby. Like I thought this was gonna put my kids through college. The beanie babies. Mm-hmm.
1: I forgot. And I saying like- that about my kid, his
0: kids through college. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so tender. And for Shay, I thought Cat Dennings would be good because she's good in everything and she is Jewish and she has a voice that's very distinctive that that's you true could believe that she's insecure about because it's different from other people's but it's it would be perfect on the radio I think so those are my choices
1: I have a question did either of you collect beanie babies
2: I had a few of the McDonald's ones mm-hmm. but no yeah I had one, I immediately ripped the tags off, and my mom got really upset. (laughs) (laughs) Your intuition! Again, the chaotic force at work. (laughs) (laughs) but the beanie babies reminded me of something y'all talked about when you did the hating game where like she collects smurfs and that's not quite endearing like it's a little bit embarrassing I feel like the same thing is true of the beanie babies thing because if you were dating a guy and he had a whole wall of beanie babies it would be cute but it would also be weird (laughs) (laughs)
1: like
2: I don't know if this gives me pants
1: feelings but I still like you a lot (laughs) I like the nerdiness and I like when she was imagining like a young version of him like painstakingly arranging them on the custom shelves that his parents
0: put in for them. And then she immediately breaks his heart after that. Immediately. Uh,
1: yeah. And again, that proves why she is the worst half.
0: I'm being more and more convinced yes. as time goes on. Okay,
2: Genevieve, did you bring a hobby? Um, No. I, I i don't this is my hobby so mm. i don't have any other hobbies but i the other wrecks that i think are yeah that's perfect are like um like workplace <clears throat> stuff where you get to learn about a different workplace she has another book called weather girl that i have not read but i've heard is good and it's about a girl that does tv news on the weather and stuff And i think that's a cute premise yeah
1: that's cool and,
2: the other one that I think of is Love Hypothesis. I don't know that y'all have covered that one, but it's- No, I have <laughs> that one. That's the Raylo. Um, yeah, it's the okay. Raylo one. But I love to see the grad school stuff because I'm not technically in grad school, but I have a lot of grad school friends. And I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. that strikes me as true. So mm-hmm. I like this. But what are, what are y'all's like hobbies and stuff that you felt inspired by for this?
0: I usually do a tarot reading and Meg sometimes does a recipe recommendation. Do you have one? I don't,
1: but I did want to talk about how he loves cast iron.
2: Yes.
0: So what's the proper way to season a cast iron skillet?
1: Fuck if I know I have never (laughs) been successful with it. It's like, this is probably very American of me, but I'm like uncomfortable with not washing the dish with soap after I've cooked in it. And I know that's like part of the seasoning. And I've looked at a billion, like how to care for your cast Mm -hmm. iron and I, I just have not, I've had to throw one away once because I let it get too horribly rusty. He would be upset with me.
0: My house is full of cast iron skillets of many sizes, including some like this big that it's like, what are you going to make in that, sir? That's because he's a chef. <laughs> A
3: single quiche?
0: So for me, I thought that I would let you pick Genevieve if you want to do the golden thread tarot, a classic. Okay. Star Codes Astro Oracle. Okay. Or, not a divination deck, but I've been using it as one, Millennial Loteria Gen Z Edition.
2: Ooh. Okay. Alrighty. I I don't know a ton about tarot and stuff like that, but the last one I feel like would be fun. I am excited. Thank you.
0: One for one character, then the other, and then advice for the two of them. Pile one, two, or three? Three. Okay. So for Shay, we got El DoorDash. Okay. Okay. She, she doesn't
1: cook. But she, she doesn't does.
0: cook. And for a while, she didn't make her home a home. That's true. And mm-hmm. it felt too big for her. And she didn't really like settle in there. So mm-hmm. there's something about... Takeout that makes me think of when you've just moved in somewhere and you don't know where all your dishes are
3: mm-hmm.
0: so and also it makes me think of indulgence and in trying new things and something that she's doing is trying new things that's true but you can also get into a rut with your DoorDash order mm-hmm.
3: there's
1: a few that's things true.
0: there so let's see what comes up for dominic los tide pods <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, so he is younger than she is.
1: Are you thinking about the Tide Pods? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's what it is.
1: <laughs> he is younger
0: than she is, so it's possible that he stuffed his
1: mouth full of Tide Pods.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he may, Okay, so I think that because they do have this slight like, age difference, that there are gaps in maturity and in life experience including with him being not as experienced in relationships as she is that they're going to have to navigate yeah and then for advice i don't know what to do with this la crypto card so i'm gonna i'm gonna pick something else
1: i don't (laughs) understand crypto.
0: yeah okay this is perfect (laughs) l apology video okay
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's what they're doing in the epilogue, basically.
0: Yeah. So I think that what that is telling me is that he's going to have to continue to work to rebuild her trust after the thing necessitating his, not apology video, but apology radio broadcast. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And that's going to be a continuing... I, I don't think that that issue, the issues between them... Their communication problems. I don't think that those are over. I think that that's the thing that they're going to have to continue to navigate in their relationship,
1: and apologizing to their listening public as they try to rebuild careers.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. probably going to haunt them for the rest of their careers. <laughs> <laughs> they might be able to come back from it because, as we said earlier, like people who get canceled end up just fine.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So we'll see about
2: that. You're really good at that. I don't know if I could have come up with that. For hey, thank fun. you. <laughs> yeah. I'm really
0: good at bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so great, Genevieve. And I want to know if there's anything that you want to plug.
2: I'm a simple woman. I don't have anything. But, uh, <laughs> think i'm gonna be sending this podcast to like the four people that will be excited to hear me talk about this is so, there we, we should, should we say out? hi to them can you shout out my boyfriend parker he would be really excited what? ha, shout hi out my what's up parker <laughs> <laughs> okay cute yes but no i'm just i go to school and i read romance books and i go to sleep all i have so what's what next, are you reading here? Yeah, oh, that's what I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. I literally have it right here because I'm sitting in my bed. I'm reading something wilder than new Christina Ooh. book.
3: Ooh.
2: And it's all about like treasure hunting and like horses and stuff. And I'm not an outdoors girl, but I like reading about the outdoors. So, yeah, it's my preferred method for <laughs> enjoying the outdoors. We're from yeah, the book. south. So it is 1 million degrees outside and there's a million bugs and stuff. So it's like not worth it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, we're dealing with that right now, too. Uh, I think the forecast for tomorrow
1: is like 100 degrees, so.
0: I think the next thing that I'm going to read is, I have two things. I have a non-romance thing that I really need to get around to, and that's the Hacienda, which I bought in hardcover. I don't buy things in hardcover (laughs) because there's so much money, and I still haven't read it, and one of my coworkers read it and loved it, so now I need to catch up so that we can talk about it. Yeah. Um but I want to read Titan by Jillian Graves that just came out today at the time of this recording. And the cover is, have either of you seen it? No. Okay. I'm going to put it in the chat. Okay. It's a gargoyle daddy Dom romance. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I got to see this cover. And I... Tweeted it at Jenny Nordbach because she has a a thing about gargoyles and she's like, oh, I already have the ARC. <laughs> I'm on it. Why did I just send the letter? Sorry. <laughs> I I put on press-ons.
1: <laughs> well, let's there. see them.
0: Apple V. Uh, they're like holographic. Ooh, purple.
2: that gargoyle got abs.
0: <laughs> and he's got a prehensile tail
1: oh my god this looks like a sexy version of the like oh my god of like, the
0: gargoyles in hunchback series.
1: <laughs> yeah the hunchback of notre dame gargoyles the cartoon ones oh the my hun- god gra- oh
0: like in the okay yeah yeah so oh. it's a it's a sugar daddy book <laughs> with a gargoyle wow we yeah so that's what I'm reading (laughs) next how about you Meg you just finished City of Girls
2: yes
1: I did just finish City of Girls uh last night at midnight which is late for me to be awake yeah frankly um so I'm not sure what I'm gonna read next and I'm still like I don't know if you all feel this way not like a book hangover exactly but I have to kind of like digest it a little bit Mm -hmm. before I'm ready to move on to my next one so um, there was a lot that happened in City of Girls. And it's the first fiction that's not a romance that I've read in a while. And I was, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it is a bit of a hangover from that. I'm like, wait,
3: where's the where's, the <laughs> where's my ending?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of recovering from that still.
0: <laughs> oh, cause I just saw the tab. I was going to say someone like John Lithgow 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 to play kent oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's got he's got this lovely voice and this very gentle paternal nature that like if you made him a misogynist would be really juicy <laughs> 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 You're
2: <so misogynist. clears
3: throat>
1: it's been so fun
2: having you on genevieve thank you this is literally like so fun i'm i'm gonna be talking about this forever <laughs> was this your first podcast yes i i've never done anything like this before you were You're so natural
3: good.
2: thank you you should start a podcast <laughs> maybe i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> this was really fun though and i thought when i saw y'all's listing i was like girl when are you ever gonna have the chance to do anything like this ever? we are
0: i can't tell you how fucking flattered and honored and delighted we are
2: because we low-key were like what if no one bids (laughs) oh no (laughs) the person I was in a bidding war with was also like fully dedicated so you have at least two whole people that are willing to pay (laughs) so much money you know what I was thinking if you come
1: across a like medical type romance or you know a medical-ish setting of one And you could recommend it to us as like either this is an example of a good one, or this is an example of one that's like, this person has never been in a hospital before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would love to hear that from
2: you. Yeah. I will keep you posted. I've read a couple and a lot of the times it's just like, they really hate their interns or something. And it's like, oh, this is a bad (laughs) taste. Like, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) we just talked to Danielle Jackson, who has a debut coming out next month. And we were talking about Grey's Anatomy and medical romances. And if she would ever write one and we were all like, we wouldn't know the first thing.
2: So. Yeah, <laughs> We well, get so bogged down in it because it's really in practice. So unsexy, like it's all mm-hmm. wiping butts and there's blood everywhere and mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's not nearly, no one is boning in a call room. Like that would be so <laughs> gross, you know, like. <laughs>
0: Imagine like using that time for anything other than sleep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <So gross. laughs> but no, if I find a good one, I will be genuinely thrilled and I will will definitely let y'all know. <laughs> yeah, thank
0: you. That'd be awesome. so cool. thank you again, Genevieve, for coming on and for donating for reproductive rights because it is really fucking important. And people who can get pregnant should be able to end a pregnancy because that shit literally rearranges your organs. And if, uh, if this issue is something that you're not well versed on, I urge you to actually research it because it's not just people who don't want children. It's also people who want children and have complications. It's also ectopic pregnancy. Um, It's putting medical providers in a terrible situation where they might have to put someone's life at risk out of fear of persecution. And it's, really fucked up. So we will also include a link to the abortion funds that the auction was benefiting. Even though the auction is over now, you can still donate to that. Donate to vetted funds in your local community and have conversations with people in your life who are single issue voters and let them know why they're wrong about this issue and why there are other issues that they should be focusing on as well. So Mm -hmm. That being said, you can find us everywhere on social media. Our website is makeoutalreadypod.com. Our Instagram is makeoutalreadypod. On Twitter, we are makeout underscore already. We have a TikTok. We don't post to it. We have have merch, which is really great. And also, I'm going to drop a plug for my author, social media account. My pen name is El Diaz. You can follow it on Twitter and Instagram at El Diaz, Diaz Romance. And when I get to a certain number of followers, I'll do a cover reveal for my book, which Woo-hoo! I still don't know when it's coming out. Yay! So please go and follow me. I'm very excited and terrified to put this book into the world. So
1: <laughs> It's great. Thank you. I'm, re- I'm just excited. There's no terror on my part.
0: <laughs> I've asked Meg, like, are you sick of me talking about the book yet? And she's like, not yet. so until next time air kisses